Welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. This slightly abridged podcast comes from an article that was written by immigration partner Lynn Walker, which appears in full on her LinkedIn page. There are some very informative footnotes and regulation citations that would be somewhat tedious to read to you here, so I very much suggest that you check that article out on LinkedIn. And as always, please spell Lynn, L-I-N, when searching for her content. So let's get into it. As many U.S. employers and their foreign national employees already know, there is an increase in the number of requests for evidence, or RFEs, issued in connection to L-1A petitions for multinational managers and executives, especially for function managers. The increase in L-1A RFEs was a topic of discussion at the 2022 Annual Conference of American Immigration Lawyers Association, better known as AILA, which confirmed that the RFE rate for L-1A and L-1B petitions combined is 52%. Moreover, Filing an L-1A petition with a request for premium processing now seemingly guarantees the issuance of an RFE, no matter how much probative documentary evidence is provided. We're going to release a podcast soon that will summarize many of the things we learned at this year's AILA conference, so be on the lookout for that. Many immigration law practitioners have noted this uptick in L-1A RFEs, wherein USCIS requests voluminous documentary evidence which has already been provided with the initial L-1A filing, or they request evidence that is illogical, leading many to wonder if this is the result of newly hired and untrained adjudicating officers reviewing the petition, or because the premium processing units are understaffed and overwhelmed. Since April of 2022, we received two such L-1A RFEs, and we were able to successfully advocate on behalf of our clients to get the cases approved. As we like to do from time to time, we want to share with you a little bit of how we tackle problems like this. I want to stress two things before we begin, however. Whether or not you choose Minor and Landis to assist with your immigration paperwork, we strongly recommend that you do find an attorney of some kind. Do not attempt to try to navigate this tricky system alone. And the other thing I want to mention is that in the examples we will present, the personal details of our clients have been obscured. We value your privacy very highly at Minor and Landis. So now I'm going to share with you the types of information and or documentation we've seen requested by USCIS, as well as some of the strategies we used. Not to brag, but we believe these strategies resulted in our clients' cases being approved. The RFEs were for initial L1A function manager petitions, one for the position of director, IT operations, and the other for the position of director, network architecture, and what we refer to as the boilerplate or kitchen sink type of RFE, where it seemed that the adjudicating officer did not even review the original filing and requested evidence and documentation already submitted to establish that the employment abroad and in the United States qualified as managerial roles, including organizational charts, the educational documents and resumes of direct reports, the petitioner's payroll reports and tax filings, and the beneficiary's work product. In some cases, 
the RFEs requested evidence that was impossible to provide. Let me read you a few excerpts from each of the RFEs, and you'll see what I'm talking about. RFE number one, Director IT Operations. And here is the wording directly from the RFE. Managerial, executive, or specialized knowledge position abroad, colon. The evidence your organization submitted is insufficient. The beneficiary's stated duties are overly vague as they do not effectively convey his day-to-day -day managerial or executive duties. The beneficiary's job description includes several general duties that could apply to any manager or executive acting in any business or industry. Such duties do not provide insight into the actual nature of his role. In addition, you did not provide sufficient evidence of his claimed subordinates' employment, their status as managers or professionals. You did not provide sufficient evidence, such as educational credentials, to establish that the subordinates have the level of education that you claim. The record does not include a detailed position description for the beneficiary's subordinate employees that demonstrate the beneficiary was employed in a primarily managerial or executive position abroad. Although you claim that the beneficiary was employed abroad in a senior managerial capacity, the support letter does not provide sufficient detail about the beneficiary's role in evaluating subordinates. And it goes on. Without further supporting evidence, USCIS cannot determine whether the beneficiary has been employed in a managerial capacity abroad. The record lacks corroborating supporting evidence to show that the subordinates that the beneficiary oversees are managerial, supervisory, or professional employees, and you have not established whether the beneficiary's position abroad was primarily managerial or executive in nature. And then there's another subhead managerial, executive, or specialized knowledge position in the United States, colon, the evidence your organization submitted is insufficient. Although you claim that the beneficiary will be performing executive duties, the duties that you provided do not clearly reflect how the beneficiary's position will be primarily executive in nature. The duties listed do not provide a clear understanding of what the beneficiary will do as a part of his daily routine. You provided a mixture of vaguely defined oversight duties and non-qualifying duties, and it is not clear whether the beneficiary will be primarily managing personnel or an essential function, or whether he will be working in executive capacity in the United States entity. To qualify the beneficiary as an executive, you must submit evidence to show he met all four parts of the statutory definition of an executive. Specifically, you must establish the following, how the beneficiary directed the management of the organization, or a major component or function of the organization, how the beneficiary established the goals and policies of the organization, component, or function how the beneficiary exercised wide latitude in discretionary decision-making, and whether the beneficiary received only general supervision or direction from higher-level executives, the board of directors, or stockholders. If the beneficiary's position abroad qualifies as primarily managerial, you must submit evidence to show he met all four parts of the statutory definition of a manager. 
you should provide sufficient information and an explanation to demonstrate how the listed duties were primarily managerial. The information you provide should have sufficient detail of the beneficiary's actual responsibilities and should not be vague or generalized. Corroborating documentary evidence should also be submitted to demonstrate the beneficiary's eligibility. And that's the end of our quote from the RFE. And you can see that's a lot there. Although the petition for the position of director, IT operations, was filed as a function manager abroad and in the U.S. with a three-page job description that included a percentage of time allocated to each of the major managerial duties, the adjudicating officer insisted that the beneficiary was a personnel manager abroad and an executive in the United States. By doing so, the adjudicating officer ignored the probative evidence filed with the initial L1A petition and requested evidence that was not relevant, required by the regulations, or was otherwise illogical. For example, by definition, as function manager, the director IT operations did not have direct reports, so requesting evidence to establish that the director of IT operations' direct reports were managerial, professional, or supervisory, and that the director IT operations performed evaluations of subordinates was irrelevant and not required by the regulations. In addition, as a function manager, the beneficiary was not required to show that they would be responsible for directing the management of the organization and would receive only general supervision or direction from higher-level executives, the board of directors, or stockholders of the organization in the United States. When you think about it, requesting corroborating documentary evidence, in other words, the work product, to confirm that the beneficiary would be employed in an executive capacity in the United States was not only illogical, but impossible. How could the beneficiary, who had not yet entered the United States to work as a function manager, a future role, provide work product, A, to prove the performance of executive functions, and B, that did not yet, and would never, exist? Example number two, director network architecture. Now again, this next segment I'm going to read here is quoted directly from the RFE that we received for this petition. Managerial, executive, or specialized knowledge position abroad, colon. The evidence your organization submitted is insufficient. You describe the duties that the beneficiary did as a director network architecture as a, quote, function, end quote, manager position and that he was responsible for leading and overseeing the IT team. However, it appears the beneficiary is a personnel manager instead of a function manager, based on the beneficiary was responsible for leading and overseeing the IT team. You have not submitted any evidence to show the beneficiary had the authority to hire and fire or recommend hiring and firing, as well as other personnel actions, such as promotion and leave authorization. Without further information and documentary evidence, it cannot be determined that the beneficiary was employed in a primarily managerial capacity. Subheading, Managerial or Executive Position in the United States, colon. The evidence your organization submitted is insufficient. 
you state the beneficiary will hold the proposed position of Director Network Architecture. You described the beneficiary's proposed duties with a percentage of time and stated that his duties are a function manager role. However, the duties you described appears to show that the beneficiary is not managing one function or department or subdivision. The beneficiary appears to be managing the IT department based on the organizational chart you submitted. In this case, the beneficiary is not managing an essential function but is managing other supervisory, managerial, or professional employees. You have not provided documentary evidence to demonstrate that the beneficiary will perform primarily managerial duties, such as authority to hire and fire or recommend hiring and firing, as well as other personnel actions such as promotion and leave authorization. Moreover, although you have identified the beneficiary's proposed indirect subordinate staff, you have not provided documentary evidence of the subordinate's duties and employment with the U.S. entity to demonstrate that there is a staff in place to support the beneficiary's position and relieve him from primarily performing the day-to-day non-qualifying duties of the business. Without further information and documentary evidence, it cannot be determined that the beneficiary has been and will continue to be employed in a primarily managerial capacity. So again, there's a lot to discuss there, but let's start with this. As with the first RFE discussed, although the petition for the position of Director Network Architecture was filed as a function manager abroad and in the U.S., with a three-page job description that included a percentage of time allocated to each of the major managerial duties, the adjudicating officer insisted that the beneficiary was a personnel manager abroad and in the United States. By doing so, the adjudicating officer once again ignored the probative evidence that we had filed with the initial L1A petition and requested evidence that was not relevant or was otherwise illogical. Let me explain. For example, by definition as function manager, the director, network architecture, did not have direct reports but oversaw an essential department, function, or component of the petitioner i.e. the IT department, whose personnel performed all administrative, operational, and non-managerial duties. So, requesting evidence to establish that the director network architecture's direct reports were managerial, professional, or supervisory, and that the director network architecture performed evaluations of subordinates and had the authority to hire and terminate subordinates was irrelevant and not required by the regulations. In addition, requesting corroborating documentary evidence, in other words, work product, to confirm that the beneficiary would have the authority to hire and terminate subordinates or recommend those or other personnel actions in the United States was not only illogical, but again, impossible. How could the beneficiary who had not yet entered the United States to work as a function manager his future role, provide work product, A, to prove the performance of personnel manager functions, and B, that did not yet and would not exist. So let's talk about some effective strategies for responding to L1A RFEs of this type. In responding to these particular RFEs, in addition to providing the same supporting evidence as we filed with the initial petitions, 
we provided the following information and or documentation. One, a detailed index of exhibits, which listed all of the documentary evidence being filed in response to the RFE and the corresponding section of the regulation that the evidence satisfied. Two, for example, an organizational chart of the U.S. position would evidence that the beneficiary will be employed in a function manager role in satisfaction of the regulations. Three, a detailed employment verification letter from the employer abroad, stating how the beneficiary's employment satisfied the definition of a function manager as defined in regulations. Four, a detailed response letter from the U.S. employer, stating how the beneficiary's proffered role in the United States satisfied the definition of a function manager. And five, a legal brief in response to the RFE, which included four parts. First, a statement of the standard of review, which is the preponderance of the evidence standard, which I'm sure you're familiar with. This means that if the claim is probably true, or more likely than not, the applicant or petitioner has satisfied the standard of proof. Then there was also a recitation of the relevant statute and regulations, which defined a function manager. Following that, we had a discussion of how each piece of evidence listed in the index of exhibits satisfied the definition of a function manager role and confirmed that the beneficiary was eligible for classification as an L1A manager under the current regulations. And finally, we included a clarification of any misinterpretation of law and or fact made in the RFE, such as requesting evidence of work product for the U.S. role which did not exist. We believe that including the above documentation and information resulted in both cases being approved by USCIS. L1A RFEs are very complex and challenging as there are many issues that must be assessed. It is critical not to overlook any particular issue as it can have a detrimental effect on the outcome of the case. Accordingly, we highly recommend that U.S. employers and foreign nationals contact a qualified attorney for consultation as soon as such an RFE is received so that the attorney may review the RFE and determine what information and documentation are required to proceed. Thanks for listening. Disclaimer. The information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.